0: Welcome in to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller back in here with another story. We're going to call this, I believe, podcast number 316. I know the numbers in here are kind of messed up in some places. I've explained why. Bad energy, podcast gets removed. (laughs) But anyway, we're somewhere in the 300s here. After 10 years of doing this, we are rounding the corner next year on year number 11. That will be amazing. Thank you for staying along for the ride. I'm going to tell on myself here. I'm going to open the vault. This came to me in the shower the other day, actually. It was one of those shower inspirations, and I thought, ah, that's a good podcast because it shows something that I see. Well, first of all, it was my own battle for my whole life. My whole freaking life, I dealt with this. And then finally, during this period in my life, right in here that I'm highlighting, I think it started to release and now it doesn't exist. So it is a battle that I think particularly young people fight more. And that's just the nature of how we timeline our lives. There are some that are probably a little more chill than I was but <laughs> hey, you cannot be born with the sun and Mars on top of each other in Scorpio and not have some zip to you. And in fact, a lot of this um, podcast series is getting dezipped or getting that toned down. Some of that does come with age. You know, one of the things about being up here in the 60s now versus being back in the 30s or 40s is you... When you're looking forward, you don't know what it's like. And when you're looking back, you do know what it's like. And there is some roll-off that starts to happen in your 50s when you start to not hold on to things so intensely. There's a good and a bad side to that. The good side is you get more chill with a lot of things. The challenging side is you lose some of that vigor of the youth that helps you to move things forward. Now, the part for me that's coming into this story, though, is not talking about motivation or inspiration or anything like that related to whether we are still powerful and dynamic into our later years or whether we are more chilled out even in our younger years. We just let things roll. The focus or the spotlight here is going to be more on the balance between creating and allowing versus controlling through the vehicle of our ego. Because I'm going to tell you, one of the things that I am fully aware of is that for a lot of us, there is just a whole bunch of stuff that we could let go of right now. Let the other guy win. Let the dude in the Volkswagen have the lane in front of you. All of it with blessing and love. Let the other person in the office believe it was their idea rather than it being yours. These are not matters of inspiration or motivation. These are matters of what do we attribute to our ego. Let me tell you this story and it will make more sense. So, as you know, I was married twice. Second marriage was to a physician who had some billing issues in her solo practice and asked me to come in and see if I could figure out what they were and how to fix them. I did and did found them and fixed them. Fixed them probably a little too well, but we'll leave that part of the story aside. And what that did is it led me into another career, basically. It was a total distraction. It was really a career I, ah, well, you know, it's part of the story and it's why I'm here and If I had not gone into that, it would have been just fine with me. (laughs) Let's put it that way in retrospect. But in the moment, it was where I was, and I figured, well, I'm here. I might as well pursue this and see where it goes. Well, I was pretty good at it. I understood the business of medicine. It, to me, parlayed the business that I had been in before of broadcast production. I mean, if you're doing a video shoot... You have crew. Well, that's your office staff. You have supplies, videotape and various things. Well, back in the day, we had videotape, camera rentals, all the things, light rentals, etc. All the things that you have to bring in in order to do the shoot. Well, that was all the medical supplies. You might need a special thing for this particular shoot, like a helicopter shot. That's before drones. I'm really dating myself here. Now you just throw a drone up. Back then, you had to rent a helicopter and had somebody go up in it and strap themselves in and hang out the side of it and all that. Hope you didn't drop your camera. <laughs> well, that was ancillary services. So it just, it, to me, it was just re slotting things that I was very familiar with. And I had been producing budgeted programming for 20 years. So I was pretty good at it. Well, that led to another job and then another job. And then finally, I found myself working for this orthopedic surgeon who had just started a new practice and wanted to build a building. Now, he was an orthopedic trauma surgeon. So his office, if you will, was the hospital's operating room. If You're out there riding a motorcycle and you careen that thing and you break a bunch of bones in your body, which we saw quite often he would put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Well, after you get out of the hospital, you have to come back for follow-up visits with him a few times to make sure that everything is in alignment, and that's what he needed the office for. The other nice thing about medicine that I would say is probably a little bit different from just straight-on production services, which is what I was doing, is that you have so many more different opportunities. So here's a guy that's doing trauma service to hospitals, well, it's real easy for him at that point to create another practice of regular orthopedics. So the trauma side and the orthopedic side could share the same resources, share the x-ray, share the staff, share space, share billing, all of that. Well, this guy was young and (laughs) he was aggressive and kind of crazy and over many meetings in a coffee shop or over the dining room table at his rented townhome while they were building and finding a house, we put these two practices together, he and I. I mean, we hammered it out. We had online punch list spreadsheet stuff that we were, okay, you're doing this, you're doing this, okay, I have this by Thursday, da-da-da-da-da. It was good energy. I mean, we, we worked together well and we knocked it out. And before the next two years were up, we had the new buildings finished out, built out, the new physician staff hired, everything was credentialed, we were up and running. He was in business with two practices. Well, during the time of that build-out, they were building their family. His wife had their son, first child. And her role was basically listening in from when she could, and she would nod at things, and, of course, they would talk separately. But her involvement at that point was basically pretty passive. Well, after it had all been built, then she decided that she was going to be quite involved. And that's where the problem began for me because I held on to an unrealistic expectation I mean, when she decided that she wanted to be involved, I should have left right then. I knew the dynamic of a husband and wife physician situation, and it's something you don't want to get in the middle of. Well, on the timeline, this was about 2010 and 11. So this was really uh, right after the year in the RV. If you go back to the early, early stories of the podcast, this would have been right after the year in the RV. And I was still clinging to old stuff. And that ego was still hanging on to things that it had no business hanging on to as a conscious creator. Because you can't operate in the sphere of the universe, which has unlimited potential, when you are trying to cling to something, gripping it by its throat, because your ego doesn't want to let it go. You see where I'm going with this? I should have gladly taken a big step back. And said, what can I do to serve you in this new role that you're going to be taking on? How can I make you successful now? Well, that's not what happened. The ego felt threatened, which probably it wouldn't have been. There was probably no threat until I felt threatened. And then I started to act like it. And then it dissolved within just a few months. I left. Fortunately, the universe was working the creative faculties back then and the job that I left for was a big stepping stone to getting back into the broadcasting and the podcasts and everything that I'm doing today pivoted on me leaving that medical practice. In fact, toward the end, I was so miserable that that was when I got the heart problem that I have today. It broke my heart, literally. And part of that was probably, as I think back about it now, was probably based on the reactions that I was having toward that whole situation. I mean, at the time, I was the guy that had the, you know, where they say that somebody knows where all the bones are buried. You know, I had all the knowledge of every answer that they would have needed for anything in that practice, and they didn't have either the time or the skill set to figure that out quickly. Now, I'm sure they've learned it by now. But the point is, it was a time when I was still morphing into where I am today. And this was also back to the early stories when I worked with that tough coach, Nancy, that I hired to literally kick my butt intentionally to get me to let go of these things because I knew that I wasn't doing it on my own. And I remember a lot of phone calls around that with her And she was trying to tell me to release it. I was trying to tell myself that I had built that place, that that was a practice that I deserved to be in, that she didn't know what she was talking about. She didn't have any experience in this field. The only thing she had was a ring on her finger, and that was her credentials for... Well, that is her credentials. You're darn right. It was her credentials. She was Mrs. Doctor, and I'm not going to say his name, but that's the exit point right there. That's the let-it-go point. And then you turn it over to the universe. But see, even then, I was looking at it like, oh, my goodness, this will be a dead end road. Then I'll have to find another job. And this is pretty good money and da, 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 da. And what it ended up being was the pivot point to my whole future. If I had let it go, maybe my heart would have had a little bit more life left in it, enough for me to get back on my feet in a different way emotionally. And I wouldn't have this heart issue. And the other thing is, now looking at things from this perspective, you say, wow, when one door closes, there's a whole lot better one right around the corner. And there was. In fact, from the time that this ended, it would have been just probably a few months before that inspiration came to email Fred Dodson about narrating his books. So, indeed, there was something better around the corner. So, some takeaways. First of all, I'd like to speak to those of us on the older end of the timeline. Don't ever lose your vigor. You keep going. Bob Proctor, God love him. He was still bouncing up on that stage until he was 85 years old. And that was after he had a heart valve surgery, which is a major procedure. So don't ever, ever, ever think that there are not souls to touch, things in this world to do to pass the baton. There are multiple generations behind us that need our wisdom. So don't ever, ever stop, please. On those days you feel tired, get some rest and come back again tomorrow because there still is a lot of work to do in this transition. Now, let me walk back down the timeline. So those of you in your 40s and 50s, you've been around the block, you've seen it, you got the t-shirts, you got a drawer full of t-shirts, But there's still that edge. This is the age that I was when this story took place. Try a little lighter grip. Really start moving toward the transition of allowing the universe to be your co-creator. Something comes up like this, let it go. See what happens. Do your most powerful work in your mind and in your feelings and push that out into the universe and then let go of what might be a distraction that the universe is trying to get rid of for you that you can just slip out the back door, move on to something better. And for those of you who are in the building years, you're building a family, you're building a career, you're building your mark on the planet, you're building your influence in your company. And to some degree, that edge is useful for you. You need to stand up and be recognized. You need to take credit for things. You need some additional notches on your resume. That recognition is important to you. I mean, that's your future. That's what you're building to stand on. The best thing that I could advise you is, and these are crossover lessons. These are not siloed to different age groups. We can all apply all of these lessons. But what I would say to you is learn Intuition. Whoa, (laughs) you probably weren't. You probably weren't expecting that as the kicker point of this episode. But here's the deal. Know on what ground you're standing. If I had released the whole situation, just said, "Okay, the wife has come into the practice. My future is uncertain. I'm not glued to this place. Really, they hired me to get it up and out of the ground, and I did a good job with that. Maybe I could go do that someplace else. It's kind of fun. Doctors coming out of school every year. So there were a lot of ways that I could have handled that differently. Another big reason why I didn't is I didn't have that self-confidence. And the reason I say to learn intuition and learn to just follow it is I could have gone on a nice long walk, And I could have gotten my intuitive instructions, which I was not doing back then. And I could have listened to what it was telling me to do. And I'm not going to try to interpret what it might have told me to do. But whatever it was, then I would have just done that and been okay with it. And the way that I would have handled that today is, okay, so here's what I would have done on the walk. First of all, can we talk? <laughs> I'm asking intuition. And I'm doing the intuitive awareness method, and I'm doing my little muscle testing that we've talked about on here a number of times in previous episodes. We also talk about it on the Facebook group, and it's there's a muscle testing video at the top of the Facebook page. So if you're not in there, come on over. It's Subconscious Mind Mastery and Fun Astrology Podcast listeners group on Facebook. And all of those resources are in there. We talk about it on Sunday nights even. So if you're not doing our level up with us, 8 p.m. Eastern, if you're available, it's live on Facebook and also on YouTube on the Fun Astrology Podcast channel. You always ask permission. So I'm asking permission and then feeling into the feeling of the answer. In fact, like we described on the last podcast with the missing item and the missing cat. So using that, I would have asked... May I explore this right now? Presuming I get a yes, then I would have said, okay, so the wife is coming back or coming into the practice for the first time. Is this going to change my role? Might have been something that I would have asked. Yes. Okay. Well, right there, if intuition is telling me that it is going to change my role, then what am I going to do instantly? Release my role. Will this be a time of transition for me? Yes. Okay, now I've got some clarity. I'm making all this up as we go. here. <laughs> I'm totally making this up. This did not happen. I wish it had of. I would have handled it differently. But then I would have said, should I leave now? Should I just submit a resignation? Probably would have said no. Well, you see right there with three questions, you've got a lot better understanding of what's going on. And it's not like you need every answer. Leave some of this to the journey. Leave some of this to the excitement of the unknown that is going to unfold as you obey what you do know. I mean, if you had told me back then that I would be narrating books for Fred Dodson, Steve Forrest, Ray Merriman, Robert Glasscock, doing three podcasts, radio shows for one of the biggest radio stations in town, I would have said, get me out of here now. (laughs) I mean, don't you know? Well, it all unfolded as it was supposed to. But just knowing and accepting that that would have been a transition period and releasing all the outcomes at that point, the final question I probably would have asked then is, what should I be doing now? And ask, stay the course. Support the wife as she's coming in. See where I can add value and throw some nets out for something else. And it might have been yes to all of the above. Now we're back into the territory of pitches to the universe from Mike Dooley, a concept that I just absolutely love. Without attachment and let the universe show you if there's a hit. Where something starts to work, you move in that direction. Make the next pitch. See if it advances. Well, I have no idea where that old story came out up from, but I presume it was so that maybe there's a point in there that might help you somewhere along the way. That's a moldy oldy for sure. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope that does help. And I hope it frames up that we really are on this journey of following our highest and best path and the connection to that path comes through intuition. And that's a good lesson for all of us at any age. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Thomas Miller. Enjoy the journey. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.